And welcome to our special. Yeah, no, I was trying to think of the episode number, and it's not. It doesn't work that way. This is our event special. This is our Scandus event special. We are going to be talking all things Scandus. We're going to give you a preview of the event. We're going to go through the event pack. We're going to talk about the raffle that's taking place the weekend as well. What you could win, how how it's going to be done, all that sort of jazz. And with me tonight on the virtual sofa because. There's just the two of us, and he does come down from the from the uh, the crown the crown prince mountain every now and then. Is the one and only Freddie. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's like the Phantom. Sometimes I walk the street as normal people. Sometimes you just got to come down with us, you know, and just walk walk yeah. the streets to know the people. Right. Or actually, in my case, sometimes I'm sober. Oh, don't do that. What, what's what's the fun? Well, I have a gin, gin, a massive gin and tonic here, so. I'm 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 celebrating the scanner special in style, as it should be, man. As it should be, exactly what we need it to be. Right. Okay. So, scanner special. That's yep. it. That's what we're here to talk about. Um, so, as everybody knows, every year we have our big final blowout event of the year, which is Scandus, and it has become something of legend. Absolute legend. Yes, absolute legend. Um, Well, let's be fair. I'm amazed anyone remembers Candace, considering the alcohol consumption. Well, this is why we take as many pictures as possible. (laughs) (laughs) This is why there are the occasional sober person taking pictures going, this is just to remember it by tomorrow (laughs) or in a year's time, so everybody knows what's going on. That's why we tried to do army parade like at lunch break, because after that, no one's going to remember Exactly. It's like literally first break, army parade. Why? Because you lot will be pissed by the end of the day and forget anything. It'll look, you'll just be judging who's been finger painting the best by the end of it all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, well, welcome to the No Holds Bards. All, all army lists are, well, no, not army lists, four songs are legal. Um, because this is where we allow the big big toys to come out and play every year. Because whilst we absolutely love and we still keep the narrative and the story going, because always part of what we do, and it's part of our event series this year. Um, the story, which is which we'll talk into in a few minutes. Um, there's still you know, you've got to have the time to bring out the big toys, blow off steam, have fun. You know, the whole year maybe you've been saving up working on that. Warhound, Warlord, Reaver, or you know, you've been thinking, what's what could Mastodon? It be like? Yeah, what could it be like to run a Mastodon and two Bane Blades or something stupid like that? Um, you know, now's your chance. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a chance. safe. It's a safe space to play retardedly big toys without being frowned upon, and no one would care if if it tends to be, oh, shit, it had too much D because everyone is just there for a fucking laugh then gander and just to embrace the heresy. Exactly. Everybody's there for fun. We're there to have fun with the big toys. And that's what it's all about. And that's, at the end of the day, I think that's really what heresy is all about, is having fun with your mates, playing a game, having a laugh, ideally, you know, winning because you like winning, but you know somebody's got to lose in a game. Uh, only a loser says they like winning. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played. I haven't played in our series all year, so I can say what the fuck I like because I'm not <laughs> playing in this one either. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, 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 and I, the one thing I do love, especially like when we did last year with the wall and everything, because that yeah. that was that was next level. I mean, a thirty foot wall with Titans striding around and literally living up to what I think Legion heresy battles are, where it's shovel force of troops being taken off per round. It's like, yeah. yep, yep, that's about right. That's 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 how it goes down in the books. <laughs> you see these things come out, this is what happens. But, yeah. I, I think it's, it's to summarize the focus, because if we say t- Titans and shit, and people are like, oh, shit, that, well, that seems pretty harsh and rough. No. Well, it's it's... Try to imagine that we're trying to do, we're trying to take everything that's absolutely best 
in the heresy we're taking like tons of legionnaires tons of big shit mm-hmm. doing crazy missions where actually both armies works regardless if you have the one massive warlord titan with some token text trolls or you have like a massive horde of uh, legionnaires we try to tailor the missions so they actually fit into the theme and then to mix it all up we have uh, kind of things going around uh, well, we're going to go through the play, player pack and the fluff and the story behind it, but we always, we not just have the normal big battles. We also always throw in some custom stuff. Like last year we did the wall. This year it's going to be a massive fight uh, at a space station. Fucking so, uh, Zone Mortalis, uh, Dungeon Crawl, Extraordinaire, Mega, Super Fun, Sexiness. So we, we, we like everyone loves Zone Mortalis. Everyone loves like all the little things that everyone has sort of associated with the heresy. And we're just trying to get it all there and do it all and drink lots of beer, have heaps of fun, enjoy the heresy, talk heresy, fucking breed heresy, roll dice and just enjoy our toys. Oh yeah. And well, well, well you go, you go grab, take a breath, grab a drink now, Freddie, before you hold me bone breaks. And t- you <laughs> I can, I can rest I, my, my, you can rest it on, you can just boom, straight on the table, just lay it out there. Uh, well, what, you know, Freddie nailed it there. I mean, it, it, like we said, it's all about, and one of the things we love to do is we love to pull in story. We love to make this a reason for this stuff to happen as well. It's not just yeah. throw the big toys on the table, let's see what happens. We will go out and we will find a way to tie a story into it, make it enjoyable. And we've been building up to this all year, Fuck all yeah. of our events this year, all the, all the, uh, all the supportive narrative red books have been going out. They've been building up to this and let's let's jump straight in and start talking about this on the fluff side because i know you've been working super hard on the fluff side for yep. this already and we are the event itself is titled is scandus the battle for port oculus that is right give us the fluff man get it set it up for us before right. we get to the tentacles well, and stuff well i'm gonna close my little painting pot clean my brush there we go because i'm painting raffle army <laughs> i'll take a big sip we always do heresy 24-7, man. 24-7. Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, so basically what's happened is we are running um, – the whole concept that uh, we decided for this year is to run uh, a semi-historical war game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we went back to basic. Every, every, uh, we were sitting around drinking beers and talking, and we all uh, shared our memories about Book 1 Betrayal. And this is oh, – when was this? This was like way, way back last year or some shit. Uh, and then uh, people were t- talking. I, I know that the 30K people said, like, oh, what, what, what would be the odds of doing, like, an Istvan-only uh, campaign following the, the battles and storyline of Betrayal? You know, Niklas Ehagen, uh, he was talking about that. Like, that, that's one of his wet, wet dreams to do, like, a pre-war Istvan 3 campaign following the flow, like, the battles in the book. And, like, it, because it all started with that book, and it's so sexy, and, like, just to do... A narrative that's all because previously we always done is that okay we'll we'll do an event and what happens on that event is going to create the story but if we look back on it we'll see if you look at the black books they describe an event that has happened and then you can re- recreate the battles and see if sort of like oh germany invades poland 39 like uh, let's recreate that battle sort of thing for people mm-hmm. that can you know, relate to historical war games because that's basically essentially it's a future sci-fi history historical war game to make it more complicated <laughs> the, the heresy is because we're re- recreating something that happens in the future but has already happened in our timeline in the future yeah, past past future history reenactment exactly yeah and, <laughs> and and we were talking about it and then uh we we kind of struck with the idea well how come we not go? How come we don't go back to basic and let's just say we create the narrative, we create the story, we do our own black book. And by God, I wish I shot myself, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do our own black. It's book. a learning experience, Freddie. It's a yeah, learning yeah, experience. Never again. Uh, <laughs> and and we'll write our own fluff for each. And and uh, we had four events. So we had like Gothcon, Lincoln, we had uh, Raltac, and we had Scandus. So what we do is like we divide the, the uh, our imaginary black book into four chapters, sort of like uh, let's say if you ha- people have read uh, Malevolence, 
Uh, you can see like the Khans, uh, when he's out there getting fucked by the Alpha Legion and uh, fighting the Orcs, there's, there's certain stages of that war. You can break it down into three stages, and the last one being them leaving the fucking Shondak system. Um, and if you follow the missions in the book, you can see there's also three stages, kind of, you know, where, where, where if you play the campaign, how the Alpha Legion can fuck around the White Scars, and eventually it's like full-on Legion, Legion war. Before that, it's just small skirmishes. Um, so I was thinking, uh, let's do let's do do the same approach like a black book, and we'll divide it into four chapters, one chapter for each event, and for each event we, we're going to recreate a certain aspect of the entire story. So if you add all these four together, you have the entire story of the war in the Varangian system. Because we, I'm lazy, <laughs> can't be fucked with ideas <laughs> when I have to create four fucking chapters of book. I want to keep something. <laughs> It's not about if it's not the soul system, it's not about the system, it's no. all about the planets. That's all that counts. You're all good, exactly. It, it, it's basically what's happening in the Varangian system post Istvan 3, uh, Istvan 5, uh, kind of um, at the same time as uh, Portmore or straight after Portmore, sorry, after kind of the timeline is moving, um. And 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 they're kind of into the Shadow Crusade has kind of started, sort of timeline. That's yeah. where we are. Maybe three years post Istvan Five. Um, so in that that time, like we we're dealing with the entire chaos, what's going on, all the misinformation and stuff, what's going on, uh, and then because we were we we were talking back and forth, and we decided that we needed to to incorporate a third faction. And, and the idea behind the third faction, uh, not just to make the Raltac real-time event system more interesting, is, is also because um, I felt that, um, that what, what do you call it? Black Shields, mm. Militia, Mechanicum, like as lo if you read through all the fluff books and you read through the black books, and especially if you if you're one of those guys that love the the entire Moloch Crusade and stuff, you'll see that all around the place during this kind of maelstrom or mail cooking pot that is the Horus Heresy, there is always people with their own agendas. There are people that want to go back to pre-compliance. There are people that want to create their own pocket empires. There are people that just want to oh, thank fuck the war is happening, so we're just going to succeed from the. Em the Imperium, because we never wanted to be here in the first place, and and, and sort of we want we we used to want nothing to do with this, and and I thought that it would be a perfect kind of scenario to add on what would happen as war is going on and confusion spreads, and especially a couple of short stories has inspired me mm -hmm. uh, when I came into this idea that if we create a third faction that has their own agenda and they kind of using the war for their own benefits, but they're not picking sides, they're picking their own sides. And and out of that uh, kind of idea uh, grew the separatist movement. So they are basically, uh, their their agenda is to, because the history of the Varangian system was, it was a pretty strong system uh, uh, prior to compliance, and they were ruled by, um, uh, well, there, there was one high world where all the noble high houses were living in, and one of the noble houses obviously was stronger than the other one. Think kind of Dune-esque. Mm. You know, have one, one of the noble houses becomes the emperor, you know, and, all, and then... There's a, there's a political undertone to it, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And and after the Imperium came and they, they basically, because they fought the Imperium, they got fucking hammered and they lost all their privilege, privileges. Fuck, I can't speak. Need more alcohol. <laughs> uh, yep. So they're all bitter. Kind of like, oh, I remember the glory days before the fucking Imperium came here and I was fucking Kingsman of this shit. Um, so they, they're all like, kind of, they, they, they don't want this. And and now this chaos spreads across the, the, um, the sector and especially in the system, even though the system is, has a really strong Imperium, Imperial presence, they're kind of seeing their move and they're trying to gather their forces. And then we have what actually kind of happens is the night lords arrive into the system and do what the night lords do best and this is <laughs> Gothcon. So yeah. yeah. So so they land 
Uh, at the, the dark, yeah. Go boy shit. So they they land at the Armory World, and and basically they they just rock up. Uh, no no one really has time to react or everything, and they're gonna do one of their terror strikes. They land at the Armory World. World obviously there's a further down the path. There's a reason why they did this, which is gonna be you know I don't want to spoil Scandus because a lot of loose ends gonna be tied up in uh, un, unraveled during Scandus what's going on, but. Basically, do they they land there and say, uh, and as they land it, and they spread chaos and terror like they do, and <clears throat> this triggers the separatist movement to actually spring. So they 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 use the riots and the chaos spreading across the system to kind of declare their own independence and spring up to life. And shit happens; she goes down, and the Imperium has her the Imperium has to react fast. So they send all available reserves to to stomp out the Night Lords and fucking quell the rebellion, mm-hmm. which is obviously because they they use everything they have and the kitchen sink. So they managed to win, which we actually managed to recreate at Gothcon, which was good. Historically, what what's happened was the rebellion got got beaten down in the scenarios, and the, the fucking traitors got annihilated, and the loyalists managed to control uh, the planet in the end. So it's cool that we, we, exactly the same thing happened. Even, but, but some of the side missions that we were playing at Gothcon, we had uh, special quest tables that were GM controlled tables. So we, we recreated. And the things that happens in the fluff with, with separatists managed to, like the separatist leadership managed to, to get away. They managed to get the, the key uh, items and, and archers, hex and shit to further their agendas because they were just throwing, you know, the rebellious bodies to make sure that the nobility that was planning behind it got hold of the stuff they needed. And it, like, was, it was Operation Meat Shield. Is uh, it Operation Meat, yeah, kind of. Uh, and they actually managed to, so the separatists scored really high on the GM table missions and managed to get with their architects. So that's cool as well because that tied into the to the fluff. So when we went through the entire background of the fluff and say, and we described what happened on each of the tables and stuff. And uh, we could kind of tie it up and they say, well, this is exactly how we described it in our chapter. So it's kind of cool. Uh, and also the, the kind of fluff story gives us uh, um, a good idea to produce our units, the Rangian Heresy special units. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because that does, each, each chapter book also has uh, missions and units and stuff, so you can recreate that battle, exactly like a black book, kind of. It's like it was planned. It was like it was planned. But anyway, so uh, obviously the loyalist bad boy. Then uh, as uh, as they're, they're trying to you know, round up the separatists and getting control of the armory world, my, my, my best bad boys, the Empress Children, arrives in system <laughs> and, and fucking goes balls deep into the high planet. And this is where we had Lincoln. And and Lincoln the Lincoln mission basically, what happens is it's a massive space battle. But because the Imperial fleet is kind of scattered all all around, they don't have time uh, to gather a proper battle like a, a line battle of uh, of battle like of uh, cruisers and battleships to prevent the incursions of the Empress children. Uh, so they managed to fucking land in force at at Vocatus, which is the the, the high world. And and do some fucking nasty shits and uh, and they land their ty- Titan Legions. Um, the Deathheads are there. Uh, they basically fucks up uh, Legio Latinicos. You know, rest in peace, our brothers. <laughs> our own Legion. Pull one and, out for the Titan Legion. Yeah, because they they use some fucking nasty Vortex bombs and shit. Uh, and then the Emperor, oh, Emperor. Vortex grenades. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Vortex yeah. grenade flashbacks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and. Flash- Okay. And then the Empress children they they land enough forces forces to overwhelm the entire hive city, which is already in disarray with uh, uh, arrests going around with like who who is a separatist, who is not like a noble house just accusing each other. So they they arrive when it's already fucking destabilized. The fleet has just dropped the entire army at the army world. So they don't have time to respond. Also, the picket fleets that are, are, are scrambling, and when they finally reach Vokatus, uh, there's enough force, uh, traitor forces on the ground, so they can't do shit about it. Uh, and and the traitors are just annihilating the loyalists. Uh, and what they do is then the loyalist has no chance. 
So they are basically putting a blockade on the planet until they can <laughs> until they can get enough uh, resources to retake the planet because they they want to prevent more destruction of the infrastructure there, and also because the nobility has it don't want to fucking bomb their own shit. <laughs> so, political agenda. Yeah, or just like, uh, keep your own shiny stuff shiny. You keep it shiny. You don't want anything to happen. That's right. Um, so they're they're keeping the blockade and stuff. And while while this is going, uh, obviously the the separatist uh, rebellion is spreading, uh, especially now because now they sense that the Imperium is super vulnerable. A, they're they're still rounding up shit at the Armory World, trying uh, trying to maintain control. They're con- holding a blockade of Vakatus, like the Hive City world. Yeah. And they're trying also provide uh, protection for the for the escorts uh, of equipment going back and forth from Port Oculus and to to kind of mobilize the army to retake the high world. Uh, so what they're doing is that uh, they're basically independence at Raltech. Uh, Raltech has their own ag- agenda. It, it is a, a semi fort world. You can call it like a mini fort world. Uh, it's not a fully developed fort world because it's it's kind of under it's dual. It, it was under dual control, like administration from the Imperium and the Adeptus Mechanicus. But the it, the mandate for actually control of the planet was the Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, and the reason they are there, I'm not going to do any spoilers because. This is going to unravel at Scandus, but shit is going down there, and the Mechanicum don't want anyone mm-hmm. to see what the fuck they're doing. So and the, the problem is... So many reasons. Yeah, there's so many reasons. And the problem is that most... Uh, that is kind of like the factory of the system. This is where they chunk out war gear and stuff and and, and produce you know important tech for, for the Imperium. So the, the the Imperium forces, they realize that, okay, we need, because shit is going down at Raltech. They basically gone fucking radio silent. Obviously, either the traitors are already there, but they don't think so because they still have patrol craft going around. So it must be something tied with the rebellion. So they realize, fuck, we have to go there. We have to attack Raltech. Take it now before the traitors get a foothold on there and using exactly what we know, the unrest and what's going on there, newly declared succession from the Empire and so on. We need to quell that shit quickly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to use the forces we're trying to scramble to take back Vokatas. We'll keep that under blockade. We'll just go and take fucking Raltech uh, because that's that's more important. The, the high world is already lost and it's just going to cost us men and power. But if we take Raltech, at least we can replace you know, equipment using the manufactoriums and shit of the mechanical work. It gives them. They, it's a real. It's a real chance to let them turn, turn the 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 fight in the Ranger system around, and really yeah. get a get a foothold. Well, they have to. It's, it's like either they they this is this is like make or break. So so they're going there and they just take the entire fucking invasion that was uh, tailored for Vakatis, land at Raltech. But guess what? <laughs> they're not the <laughs> only one going for fuck, because the Warmaster knows if they take out Raltech. Uh, in a in a world in a war of attrition, they they will automatically lose them because they don't have the production facilities to replace their losses. Especially since since the the Rangan system is kind of uh, in oh, you can say that in segmentum ultimar, you know, it's down there. And uh, considering the Shadow Crusade is happening, warp travel is shitty. It say <laughs> say at least and. They they're not they're not looking at any supplies coming soon. Like there's been, been some incidents with the the Oculus Beacon, which is the house all their astropaths and shit. So they that that has already been sabotaged. That was kinda of like the thing that happened. I forgot that in the first chapter. That kinda of happened and cut them off from the entire world for a while. And they they used heaps of resources to get back the the choir who is who is constantly trying to like ah oh, what the fuck is going on in the wider segmentum. Because it's just utter chaos, especially with the unleashed of the warp storm and what's happening at Kalf and so on. So they go there. The traitors are going there as well, and it becomes a massive fucking free for all. Because this is basically the separatist stronghold this time. It's that the first planet that's fully 100 percent 
succeeded from the Imperium, and they are designed like, and, and this is where um, uh, where the separatists set, established their base because a they get lo logistical support, and this is where they're entrenched and the strongest. So it it turns into a massive three three way battle, uh, and in the end, what happens? Uh, the loyalist takes way too many casualties. The traitor just goes fucking ship managed to open a couple of warp rifts. Oh, yes. Uh, just to block off the... the yeah, it, it goes a bit fucking witchy-poo. And, and the separatists get bogged down. So technically, even though the loyalist withdraws, it, the traitors never claims the resource because they're bogged down in a fucking massive war of attrition with the separatists. Uh, just throwing everything to get rid of the, the traitors. The loyalists can't maintain any control of the planet because they've been they've been pushed off by by both the traitors and the separatists. They like they haven't been able to fight. They they fought a two front war. And in the end the separatists ends up being locked in like a prolonged war with the traitors. So they just decide to cut their losses because other shit is going down. <laughs> and that bam 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 leaves us to Scandis. Oh yeah. And basically what happens is this is what everyone feared is going to happen. Now the main invasion of the War Master arrives. Oh, yes. This is, this is where it all comes to a head. Yeah. So, so basically people are going to get a chance to read the chapter before we spoil it. But let's just say as they were drawing, licking their wounds, suddenly the things, the news along the frontier that's been spreading, planet after planet's gone black. It's getting, like, the darkness is just getting closer and closer to the ranking system. They're less and less harder, like the astropath managed to get contact with Beta Garment and says, like, oi, we need some help, what's going on? Until the entire fucking Oculus Beacon just... All the astropaths goes fucking mentally because of a backlash of something in the warp and they get to have to be yeah put down by their solar <laughs> fucking minders because oh, yeah. they're not very they're not in a happy place and and then just darkness happens and suddenly a lot of sea green spaceships arrive oh yes just yeah, yeah I, I, what i love about that is there's so many when you talk about things like the, the astropath astropathic choir and stuff like that there's yeah. so many so many good mental uh, images and mental images out there already like if you've read the gaunt's ghost books and the verdon hive and stuff like that where they've gone in after the astropathy choir and stuff what happens there some of the short stories about like astropaths on gray night ships and stuff yeah you know when they go up in flames and, and things that's very cool and yeah. Just the image of these ships popping into the system always reminds me of Star Wars. Can't get away from it. You know, like the super <laughs> Star Destroyers is going doop, 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 and just appearing in like yeah. a blink of an eye. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that image, man. It's so good. Um, so yeah, and that, that's that's the like we said, it's a massive narrative lead up. It's not. It's not something we've thrown together on the back of back of a packet of cigarettes. Here, it is. No, that obviously. I, I'm I'm way better at writing shit than describing my own story, so there, there, it is uh, sensible. Like we had a couple of people editing and stuff, so it, it makes sense. It is a story, and you know, <laughs> it's, it, so it, it's not it's not relax. professionally yeah. made, but it it if you read it, I hope you get at least a vision of how I felt writing it because just like you said with the Star Wars ships, like you you, you can feel like. You're sitting in a room with a dying. The, the feeling I want to give, like you're in the the Imperial High Command at Port Oculus, the entire fight, everything is just going to shit. And you're sitting in a room and 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 a candle, and your candle is basically Port Oculus now because <laughs> it's not going so well in the system, is it? But the, the the every other system around, and I just want that candle to be slowly flicking and dying, and the room getting darker and darker, and that. That is the mentality state at the Imperial High Command right now. And they're like, we need help and we need it now. And then suddenly when when they <laughs> when 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 they finally get contact with 
Peter Garman, and there's and at this stage is still loyalist, and the, and they manage to get the message through, and then suddenly everything just dies, and on the kind of ripple effect of 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 the catastrophe that happens with the Astropath Choir and shit in in the Oculus Beacon. The entire fucking Immaterium stirs to life at the outer entrances to the system. And here comes not just anyone, the fucking <laughs> Warmaster's own his own yeah. sons. It's it is it is it's a beautiful image and it is a literal fucking personification of a the Grim Dark, which we all fucking love because that's what it's all about. There's yeah. a brilliant sort of semi-psychological gothic horror feel to it, which I, I adore. And the fact that if you if you everybody's seen this one, it's the, it, just the mental image of that person. You know that you're in the room. And this is the candle flickering out, and then suddenly, huzzah, we're saved. And then it's that internet meme of like uh, what well, the meme of what is it like Kermit sat in the shower in the shower crying, and it's like when you are when you ask for support, and the the, uh, the guys can come to you have horns on their helms. It's <laughs> like. Shit. <laughs> it's like if hope, hope wasn't lost, hope has just gone and taken a long fucking jump out of a window right now. A long detour. Yeah, a, lo- a long walk off a short pier, and it's not getting any easier. Uh, beautiful, man. I love it. And, you know, it's got, never, it's got so many people pumped up for it this year. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, let's talk about the, phys- the, the actual physical side of the event now. Even though we're broadcasting, the, well, we're recording this. We're broadcasting. Tickets sold out within 24 hours of it being announced. Yep, less uh, than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours, and it's I say it's our biggest event. Uh, we've got 30 players coming in. We've got three factions, which Freddie's already mentioned. Yeah. When it comes down to the actual, this we we, we cut down the the, the number yeah. of players. Yeah, I was, uh, and, uh, uh, did there, there is 40, didn't we? Yeah, and originally we we always done forty, but uh, not last year, but the year before when we actually were almost forty. It yeah. we just decided that we want to be able to provide a more intimate, more kind of controlled event where not too many players, because we want to give everyone we want to make it more exclusive. And the way we 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 could make it exclusive was to bring. It sounds weird because everyone wants to grow, grow, grow. But the one thing we've learned now is less is more. So we we kind of found that like if when we do these super narrative uh, events, yeah, 30, 30 people is about the sweet spots because then then you can really have it. Especially now when we do uh, three teams of ten, uh, you can actually have the interaction with the generals. You can have like a, a little time for roundups. You you can have the the pause and the little interactions. But like forty. It was too much shit going on, and especially uh, like considering to cater so that all forty players can have a chance of doing like the, the special narrative missions, like we had last, not last time, but the one before, with the, where you could bring, you had certain missions that you can affect things on, and and it it, it just became a bit too much. But thirty, we've we've learned that thirty is fucking doable. Yeah, thirty is a good number, especially where we are. And yeah. like you said, not just not just so people can um, get to play part in all the all the scenarios and everything, but just the sheer physical noise in the venue and just the logistics and yeah. the space. It just makes for a better, more well-run event, and that's yeah, and it, it creates more in the, the thing that I want that I miss as our events goes grow bigger and bigger. It's that I felt that it became just one of those kind of big chunky events and, and you lose a little bit of the intimacy intimacy yeah. so you can't you don't really have time to to spend time with everyone as a TO I feel like I want or an EO I feel like I I want to be there and I want to go around I want to you know pat people on the back kind of focus on driving the narrative forward and go and chunk some weird random cards on players and and just help creating a narrative or or Take at the random events that's going on, and just keep track on on what's going, what's happening, and and it's so much easier now. Like with all of us not playing, having less people playing, and and just it it's just going to make us be able to provide a better, event. better experience. Yeah, a yeah. better event and experience for everyone that attends. So, yeah. and you know, 
And let's be fair, there is there is something to the just when you're playing games with mates around you, there is something just truly enjoyable about being able to hear what's going on around you yeah. and see what's going on. Because God knows we've we've been uh, next to tables and, and weird shit's gone off on another table. You hear it happening. And because it's not massive amounts of noise, uh, you know, people can take and people take a slight pause and it's because it's more chilled that they can go, what the fuck just happened there? And then you find out and then you start laughing about the stories. And then, you know, you're, you're, it's another way of enjoying it and being part of it. Um, yeah. again, and that, that's yeah, another reason why, why, I mean, why we run less amount of, because less people, we're running yeah. less amount of rounds, longer rounds. Yes. Just so people can relax, enjoy the game a bit more. If you finish faster, you can have a beer, you can, Go and check what other things are going because basically the the dungeon control never ends. If if you finish one of the big battles, you can always go over there and have a gander and and, and maybe help out with your teammates because you, the way it's going on in the dungeon, it's just one massive big space station. So people are going to go up and down levels and it's just going to be crazy. Yeah. So you can go out there and uh, and help your own teammates and stuff, and it becomes more you know interactive, sort of relaxed. Event, yeah. it's spaced and it's chilled, yeah. and that, that that's the most important thing. And as we say, that actually brings me on to when we talk about the the, the logistics of the what it's like to be a player. Yep. Um, I mean, we're running two games each day. Yep. It's two days, so it's Saturday and Sunday. That's correct. Um, kicks off early as always, goes until late because not only are we doing all the games, but on the Saturday evening we're doing a Titan Joust, which is going to be fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> Because it always is. Sure. Um, like we said, we've got army parade during the during day one at lunchtime. Um, but the armies, what you get to bring, you 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 bring a three and a half thousand point army and a fifteen hundred point zone mortalis force. That's it. And we do say, if possible, one titan. But Freddie has <laughs> the more titans, more titans than forge than most forge worlds. <laughs> so there are there are options if you know if people are stuck. Um, but the idea is that the three and a half thousand point force. That is the force that is on the ground. That is the force that is the invasion force on, on the planet surface going to fight and take control of huge tracts of land, tactical objectives down there on, on the planet surface. And we run that allowing all force organization charts, right? Yep. Yep. All force organization charts. onslaughts, what, what the fuck, yeah. I think the only, restriction, the only restriction we have is relics. Yeah. We, we don't run relics. You're allowed to run Sykana, but we don't run relics because they, they in and of themselves, are meant to be unique. There is, there is a thing to that. Um, and then, you know, like we said, you've got um, two games each day. You'll be playing one game, at least one game of the on the big tables. Yep, it's three and a half thousand points, and you're going to get literally a four hour, depending on how long the game lasts. Three, four hour long, big toys, smashing and bashing, having a lot of fun, big games. And then you go on to the Zone Mortalis force where you're going to have the Zone Mortalis board where you're going to have a larger force than the most Zone Mortalis games. Yes, 1500 me. points. 1500 points. And there is a very big reason for this because of the way that the Zone Mortalis game is going to be played. And we've, you've already alluded to it, Freddie. Yeah. Um, that in and of itself is a narrative piece. It's not just, hey, we fancy doing Zone Mortalis. This could be cool, which it is, let's be fair. Um, but there is a, there is a, an actual narrative point around it. So what, what is that Zone Mortalis um, table actually representing? Basically, it represents the ship shipyard around Port Oculus, the Ring of um, Oculus. Mm -hmm. And and there you have, A, you have uh, kind of the... the main Titan transfer facility for Legio Latinicos. You also have the shipyard, the docking facility for the Imperial Armada. Uh, their entire sector fleet is based there. Uh, and also uh, the shipyard is able to con construct certain types of cruisers and so on. Uh, so it's kind of one, one of uh, very strategic vital importance to all factions. Yep, and what we'll have there is basically we'll have seven uh, tables, so Mortalis tables. Uh, each table will be a level on the space station or the shipyard. 
yep. so to speak. So, and on, on each level, there will be elevators, so you can go to different other levels. Uh, each there will be two players on each level. They're fight, but you can send your own troops to other levels to support. Uh, other players of your own faction. So let's say uh, I'm playing on uh, table one. Yep. Uh, Jody is a traitor and I'm a traitor and Jody plays on table two. I can take one of my tactical squads, jump into an elevator and take the elevator to level two. And then uh, it will arrive at Jody's next turn. And then Jody can use that tactical squad to help him uh, achieve his tactical objectives on that table because each ta- table will have a specific uh, a specific tactical objectives on there. There will be anything from like uh, controlling uh, a Titan dropship to uh, small things like uh, supply drops to the planet below or like um, you know logistic support or transports or 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 like orbital strike because it also has the planetary defense grid, uh, kind of like Calth. So each table has different types of missions and, and it can help trying to focus on other missions and you will never be wiped out because anything that is destroyed gets back put back into reserves. If you get wiped from a table, you will always get uh, your troop choices back in yeah. all reserves. So you'll automatically come in with your troop choices yeah. on the next turn. So you have a... so you, you, you And this is a thing, this yeah. is something you and I talked about quite a bit um, because it's the idea about this. It's not just that zone mortalis force. This is an ongoing. You, yeah, it's, it's not a, a one-off strike force. It's an ongoing it, it, attack on this particular. Yeah. It, it, it represents the entire battle that's going abroad from the fluff. Because there's a massive invasion going on there. There's so many uh, dread claws and drop pods and assault crafts and shit that has landed across the. The entire thing. There are crews m- doing mutiny in the fucking corridors. There are things going around like this. It's crazy. It's just a massive, massive, super clusterfuck of mega battle in a massive space station. Yeah. So that's what, and that, and that way also, because it's Zomortalis, and we all know that the things in Zomortalis can turn in, you know, turn on its head in one turn. And because it's such a long gameplay, that's the other, the other aspect is we want people to keep playing. And having yep. fun. It's not about I lasted an hour. Oh, I've got to wait three hours for the next for this round to end. No, 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 no. You get to keep playing because this you are here to affect the outcome of this event. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be playing because at time. every half half hour. Yep. Uh, when we play, and if you control the tactical objective, something fucking fun is going to happen. Oh yes. And then there are there are some other ones which will take place on every hour. And yeah. there's reasons for that, but again, the rewards are a bit fucking massive. So, yeah. <laughs> days a little bit large, and if we did them every half an hour, um, it might break, <laughs> break a few things, <laughs> including yeah. people's spirits. So, um, yeah, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid. Pella knows that. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, Pella was a trooper. That's all I'm saying at that point. That was awesome. How many titans do I have to face every fucking? Yeah, it wasn't even funny. Well, it was funny. It was always funny, but for Paul Pellet, it wasn't funny by the end of that. Oh, it's good though. He was like the fucking Titan killer extraordinaire. That is true. That is true. Maybe, maybe not the first way when you face off Castotes in the beginning with your poor no. fucking Death Guard foot slogging force. No, that 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 was harsh. But he did it. He made it. We're proud of him for it. Maybe we should just get like a Titan head on a chain. We can wear it around now. Yeah. For. Uh, for scandals, but that's that's another thing. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this is and this is the thing. The, this is why we're talking about like narrative stuff. So you've got the the reason for to, to keep playing in Zone Mortalis because it's part of the story, and it doesn't feel fudged or forced. And we, we made a real conscious effort to make it fun and enjoyable that way. Um, and there's gonna there's so many little missions that are going to be going on during the uh, during the time on the Zone Mortalis boards. And the generals are going to have so much fun being able to divvy that stuff out um, yep. onto the tables because we again we are going to be running faction generals. We always have we have done, um, and we will have they, they will have the power when it comes to the Zone Mortalis um, objective uh, rewards 
the when they when they are available for their faction they they are able to direct which battlefield it goes to so it's going to have tactical importance as well it's not just uh you know you win this one it goes to this table no matter what there will be tactical importance to it which is yep. another thing we've, we've been working on because we it, wanted to add yeah. that it'll like basically become tech tactical assets for that yeah. faction that wins them yeah or or at worst it'll be right who are we going to fuck over again just for the laughs but you know that's <laughs> also part of scan yeah <laughs> i wasn't going to say it but yeah <laughs> it, it's scandalous and that stuff happens i mean th- you know it's one of those things that's sort of constant that and me getting naked danish be- uh, belly dances which is just the amount <laughs> well of like, like every year canadian naked well, it would be an upgrade i'm, I'm just saying it there's, still, there's still a fucking uh what is it like the, there's already money on who's gonna pass out first jp or the danes oh 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 shit um i'm not putting any money if i had any money i still wouldn't put it down on that fight <laughs> i'd just rather sit back and watch to be fair i'll take the i'll take pictures and keep the evidence it's fine <laughs> um, so yeah so that zone mortalis and and the big games now the uh, the zone mortalis tables now this is something they're we're gonna have seven tables are they gonna be physically up against each other right yep if memory serves? that's correct so it's gonna be so you're gonna have the whole visual of that going yeah on. so it's be, it will be that. one massive long table and um and basically you, you'll know where where each level is so it's seven levels and there will be elevators marked with numbers on which level the elevator is going to take take you to yeah and that's that's going to be so much fun to play around with. I expect shenanigans and uh, trouble uh, from people trying to get this right. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to have so much, or I should say, maybe Magnus is going to have so much fun. I'm not sure who's running which table. Um, I don't think we've decided, be... but I think uh, we'll we'll probably focus uh, most of our efforts on the Somatalis table, and then we have Winger to run the big tables because they tend to run themselves. Yeah, they're pretty good. No, that's one of the things we love about the the guys we have along to our events is everybody's really chill and really ha- um, able to sort of manage. The well, people not know manage their games now. Yeah, they they know know what we're after. They they they're there to just enjoy the narrative, just enjoy the fucking storytelling, and be able to create fucking fun stories of their games and have yeah. a laugh and a beer. And it's not Titanicus, so we're not all learning the rules as we go along. <laughs> that's true but that was the best fucking <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say that was, that sounded like the best fucking game ever so i mean you can't win either way um, <laughs> but uh yeah so let's talk about the big games let's talk about the big yep. games and how they're going to work and what the what the aim is for the big games um yep. so like we said three and a half thousand points um they are set up um again the players pack is online via the event itself yeah, feel free to rape it and steal our ideas, like we always yeah, say. Steal them away because it's it's all about making the community better. Um, but we have so we have two mission setups for yep. the big tables. Now the thing is with big games, it's much easier to keep things simple. Am I right, Freddie? Right. Yeah, keep it keep stupid it simple. simple. Exactly. Um, so Dawn of War, standard deployment for Dawn of War. Um, you know, reserves, night fighting. Victory points are simple, straight up. There are objectives, there are secondary objectives. They're all there. So it's not it's not rocket science when it comes down to um, to breaking to playing these games. I mean, there is, you know, the big difference is like one of the missions is planetary assault, and one of the second, you know, one of the secondary objectives there is last man standing because you when you're assaulting the planet you want to keep people alive you want to, <laughs> you, you want to be the last man on the planet because you want the last one, yeah you need the boots on the floor that's what it's all about and then the next one is slaughter which is all about grabbing territory of your opponent so line breaker that's where that one comes in so yeah. that's super important to see this sort of stuff come in um there are you know different objectives different victory points for stuff but again even with massive victory points we still look at campaign points and how things are scored do you want to take people through that freddie just so they get an idea of how that works uh well basically we're going to run a tally but uh we're not going to do like the normal standard set like that that the victory points is all that matters but uh we we done that that that's only pure there for our spoon award (laughs) Basically. Yes. <laughs> <The Max laughs> but, yeah, spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Max, it's there. 
I've already engraved your name up. You can have it. He's coming to claim his fame. <laughs> He's coming back for his spoon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs to set. <laughs> that's that's, <fine. laughs> that's, that's the point. He's going for the full set. We have to get, but he's going to special order one at some point and go for a fucking salad bowl, isn't he? It's like, I'm coming back for a third year in the row, boys. I expect a damn salad bowl. It's like, yeah. okay, fair enough, Max. We'll sort that out for you, mate. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. that that is basically your there. But uh, win, losses, and draw obviously gives you campaign points, and and that's we're going to keep that tally because. In the end, even though we're recreating uh, a fictional battle, we still have to claim someone that has the sword of Scandus. In the end, which faction yes. faction is going to win the win the right to wield the sword and wear the laurels <laughs> of victory, and get yeah. their names engraved on a kind of running trophy uh, for Scandus? Yes, um, and as always. Well, I say as always, it doesn't always happen. We do require epic poses from people. Yeah, we just—they just have to, you know, actually happen. So it would be nice if people would, you know, if if you when you're when you're one of the players, and you think oh, I got a chance at this, you know, get your pose, get your poses on, get your th thinking around that. How epic could you look while well, literally holding a genuine sword, which will have your name engraved on the case of it? So, yeah. It's not small. <laughs> it's not a, you know, we're not doing foam swords here, although we should do that one year. We really should just do foam swords for everybody one year. But that, well, that's... Yeah, I mean, like, so everyone fights. Yeah. <laughs> just go, fuck it. Just everybody have a buffer sword fight outside and see how many people Linus murders before everybody else gives up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's an amazing prize and we, we love seeing it given out. Um, but yeah, we need Poe's game on point. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna get your poses on point this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've we've done. What is it? Loyalists have taken two out of the last three, if I remember rightly. Oh, I'm right? looking. Sorry, I, I think it's loyalist trade. Was it loyalist traders? I can't remember. I think it's it's because it's it's on the fucking sword case. So I have to. Check I know. It. <laughs> so you you can check the sword case. Um, I'm just I know because it's it was it was super close one year. I think that was the first year or yeah. Anyway, it's it's an ongoing thing. I, I won't. I will not hide my my favoritism at all. I hope the traitors take this one again this year because so I I will be very happy. Um, oh, we need the separatists now. We invented the entire fucking. Factions. Well, yeah, we do need the separatists to win. I'm, I'm not so fussed if they do or not. Um, but you know, um, <laughs> that's just because I want the uh, the traders to win. That's all. But <laughs> yeah, equal opportunities. Everybody can win. Go for it. Yep. 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 Totally. Totally doing that. Totally agreeing <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Everybody is allowed to win, but only if you're a traitor. Exactly. Everybody can win as long as you're a traitor. That's all it is. Is, yeah. is that your your? That's my that's my that's, that's my one per. That's my one for this episode. Everybody can win as long as you're a traitor. Then I'm happy. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be an amazing weekend as always, and we have so much fun with it. And you know, it, it is a great way to blow out the end of the year. And as we always do, um, we focus on uh, we have our awards we give out each year so we always have best sport because that's really important we always love to reward people who do are just good people to be around and hang around with and, and play We're nice guys yeah the nice guys so they don't finish last you know hmm. uh best painted because best painted we love running that and then we have three awards players choice loyalist players choice traitor and players choice separatists and this has always been our thing um from day one that we've we've been going with this and you know just remind everybody what that's about, Freddie. Well, it, it is like best painted is, is very specific. It's like you, you have painted your fucking arm a super mega standard, and everyone thinks that you're fucking king king of the fucking hill, you're you're a top-notch painter. But we want to encourage everyone else as well, and that's why we have the the player's choice because people all, all the time we always have people like when we were done best painted back in the uh, people are like, oh, I really like. There's no question that he has painted the best, but I, oh, I really like this dude's army because look at all his fucking idea with like uh, the conversions and and this is so cool. This is so fucking epic. Like, look at this terrible like the splayed skins on his knight lords and what. Yeah, look so at we thought that Morton's carnival we, of chaos and stuff like that. Yeah, so so we just want people to like we we want people to be 
rewarded for for their fucking hobby prowess. So we want to give out more rewards that are relating to hope, like the entire spectrum of hobby. So that's where the best uh, place choice, best arm uh, traitor, loyalist, and separate comes in because that gives you, as a, a player at an event, a chance to uh, give out some votes for people that you think has done something super cool with their army. They, don't, they might not be the fucking next Slayer Sword winner for painting, but they have really put in some effort and they've really done a super cool army and you want really to give that uh, another thumbs up, some fucking extra bonuses. Yeah. Uh, so this is where you get to look at, like you say, theme, what's the arm, how is the army put together? You know, is it, you know, does it look like, has it been a lot of fun to play against? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, because it's, that's what it's all about. It's just about having a good hobby time. And that's yeah. what those are the rewards about. Those are the ones that are always the the most um, sought after when we do the events, which I absolutely love. Yeah, uh, because it, it should be. That's the sort of stuff we should all be there for. And I know we're not the only ones out there doing it. And I think that speaks even more volumes to the community. So yeah, yeah we're we're all winning on that front. Um, so yeah, and the, that all comes down at the end of the weekend. Um, once all the once the last game has been played and. Whilst people are frantically packing up and tidying up, we're usually um, huddled over an Excel sheet. <laughs> well, <laughs> poor Freddie is sitting there going through all the um, all the pieces of paper, making sure he's got every single one in and everybody's voted and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we get to do the results where we get to you know give out all this sort of stuff. Um, and again, since since first scandals, I think we've been doing this. It also ties into the raffle, the the sort of end time for the the raffle, the raffle against DM uh, to raise money for um, DMD that we yeah. that we've been running for the last what four years now, three four years now, something along those lines. Uh, well, it's been a number. Yeah, th this is the fourth, fourth year. Yeah, fourth year on the raffle. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing most likely be doing a live broadcast on Facebook <laughs> as we do That's this. What we always do. Yeah, because that's where all the fun that's where all the fun comes in, or the the, the Showtime technical magic. Um, but we'll be going through, and again, do you want to just take people through what happens there? I mean, what, what we're actually looking uh, at at that point. Yeah. So at that stage, obviously, once we finalize everything about from Scandus, uh, we we kind of close off raffle tickets. Uh, some people tend to want to wait until the last second and buy a fucking ticket due to reasons. <laughs> Yeah, due to superstitious reasons that have never been... Oh, wait, no, they have been proved true at least once. Yeah, that's true, at least once. At least once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, what we do is I grab my big, massive fucking list of raffle tickets mm -hmm. on my computer. I, get, I grab uh, someone, usually someone that has computer prowess. I think last time it was Magnus, yeah. who opens up a random number generator. Uh, on on the web of the internet, between number one and how many raffle tickets we've sold, and then we go from there, and then we start telling what we're raffling on rough night now. And usually, we go from small to big. Yes, we would like to leave the big ones till last because you know, building tension and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, and... having people, you know, <laughs> having people, you know, hold out for for the best in the end. And and uh, basically, we generate a number. I'll check the list. Uh, I have a, an unbiased person check the list with me. Yep. And and then we call out a name, whoever price X, Y, and Z. And uh, awesome. And at some stage, they're either there or we call them if we can, or I send off an email. That was that was genuinely hilarious last year with 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 Ulf as well. <laughs> that was fucking surprise, surprise yeah. extraordinaire. Yeah, ring, literally ringing up. He was having dinner and telling him that he's got. He just got a water wall or Titan. Uh, what? <laughs> bring, bring, your, bring your kids' seat. Yeah, there was a genuine what, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was like, um, I guess I play thirty k now. <laughs> yeah, um, and he does, which is great. Um, yeah. And you know, we've we've had that luck when we did the night houses as well. At least. Two of the night houses were uh, actually won by people at the event, which was very cool. Um, yeah, that was fucking random. That was that was so random, but so much fun as well. 
Um, and, and another person start playing 30k. <laughs> I, I know. What can you say? It happens. You know, it's it's a good thing. There's so many knock-on effects. Get people to play 30k. Work towards curing a, a nasty ass disease that needs to be eradicated from existence. You know, yeah. winning on both both sides of the coin. Win, there, really. Win-win. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we do have an like we said an absolute ball. Um, so we'll take the opportunity now. This is going to when this comes out, it's going to be the last last push towards Scandus. So we're going to be about a week away from Scandus when this drops. So it's super important that if you haven't got your ticket, go and get it now. Because I'm going to purposely put this up after payday. So it's no fucking excuses unless you're like <laughs> me, an unemployed, broke, homeless bum. You Are you homeless now? Uh, give it time. Um, <laughs> but um, get out there and get a fucking ticket because it's important. Um, yeah. It's not only important for the chance to win something; it's far more important for the cause that we're fighting for. And Freddie, just give us a little one more reminder about that, and also how yeah. people can get their tickets. Well, uh, basically, what we're doing uh, raising fund for a charity that is the parental project, and what they do is they invest um, the the money that uh, they raise through charity. They invest in research to try and find a cure for Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which is a mu- muscular dystrophy, a disease that uh, what happens is uh, it, it only affects small boys and it breaks down their muscles. And if you want to know more, it's like super terrible. So. You can Google it or not, but it's definitely worth a worthy cause to get rid of it. It, it is. It, it affects. What is it like one in a hundred thousand uh, of yeah. male that that are born? So definitely, that's we need one, to do some. One too many. That yeah, well, yeah, fuck it. And and um, and so like we we don't. The only thing we get from is I get a, an email from the charity that someone has donated, and uh, and then. I generate a raffle ticket uh, depending on how much you donated. Uh, it's 35 US for each ticket. Uh, and then, so if you donate $35, you can donate as much as you want. As Like if even if you don't want to have a ticket, just donate 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever. Like, because everything goes to an awesome cause. It's it's super important. It's good. Uh, it's one of those rare diseases. So it's, it, it's basically the only funding that they get for research is through charity. So... It, that that's why it's super important. It's not like cancer, any you know, of the big ones that are that are kind of more established and 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 there is more a bit more funding. Not to say that that's not equally important. It's just that this is it because this is kind of like a, a super rare one. So it it is more dependable on charity than the other ones that are equally terrible. Um. So yeah. So you just get in there, donate, uh, get your raffle tickets, and if you're lucky, you're gonna go walk away with so many amazing prizes. Yep. There's uh, three fully painted armies up for grab. There is like the the Solar War custom books. There is uh, your Titan head. There's like there's so many shit. There's an A case. There is uh, more books. There is uh, niblets and bits and pieces. There's a Warhound from the Boys of the Golden Throne. There, yeah. There is uh, Henry Steele's Titan Maniple for Adeptus Titanicus. You know, as featured in the books. <laughs> There's so many things that we are giving away, so it's definitely worth it to get. Like, if if you win, if you win, you're you've done two super. Like, you you've gone off with something really nice for yourself, but you the most important thing is you've donated for a uh, worthy cause. So it doesn't exactly. matter if you win because you you win in your soul and your heart because you've done a good thing. Yeah, and if you uh, walk away with a fully painted army on top of that, well, fuck it then. Fucking hey, you've, you've, yeah. you've won twice. You've been rewarded for your kindness. Yeah, and it is, let me say, it's super important. It's something we, we very much wholeheartedly believe in, in dealing yeah. with and doing what we can. And Freddie started this crusade. We're all part of it, fully behind it. And yeah, it's just so much goodness that can come from what we do in the hobby. And, you know, with the way things are right now, 35 bucks is, I don't know, probably something like a third or a quarter half of the price of a box of space marines these days i don't know i don't i don't i don't i don't, I don't do it's anything. an entry ticket was... into a games workshop store yeah i was gonna say but but this is this is an opportunity to pick up that 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 box of what could be whatever percentage of a box of space marines and then suddenly turn it into a fully painted army you know yeah. there's there's that way of looking at it 
or it's five bucks towards helping somebody uh, deal with something that that's going to have a massive impact on their life. And, you know, we've got a, a link. If you go to our event page on Facebook, the events tab, you see that there's Scandus. You'll also see that there is the raffle uh, itself is listed there. If you go in there, there's an option to find tickets. If you click on that, it'll take you to the page where you can then go through the donation process. And there's information there about what it's all about as well. So yeah. if you want to read up and learn a bit more, by all means do so. We'd really appreciate that. Um, if you can't, and it, honestly, if you can't donate in any way, shape, or form financially, share the event for us. That's really yeah. important as well. That's another way of helping us um, sort stuff out because, you know, the further we can reach us, the better. Um, that counts just as much as uh, uh, receiving don donations at this point. Yeah, because um, if you can't donate, but you manage to get another people to like a couple of other people to donate, you you already done heaps. So yeah, yeah. and and also just spreading the knowledge about the illness is also a, a kind of good thing in itself because it, it, it's not one of the well known out there, but it it is superly devastating and it's very important that to spread the world because then you become an advocate. Yeah. an ambassador of, of wanting to make something about this yeah and that's that is our public service announcement we we don't touch any of the money like we've said so please take yeah we, we can add a link in the show notes as well for i shall make sure there are because it's it's important that it's there um so yeah i mean that and that is scandus weekend i mean that is literally that the first weekend in october is scandus it's it is when we have our biggest blast our biggest fun and I think it's going to be another one for the books this year, man. I mean, we've got JP coming along. Max is coming over as well. Uh, Max from Road to Terror, JP from the Age of Darkness. You've got our lovely mugs that are going to be there for whatever reason and, and you know, hanging around. Because we're running the event, maybe. Oh, yeah, that, yeah well, that too. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to be there. I don't know. Gonna, let's be fair. We're going to leave. We're going to try and do as little running as humanly possible. Uh, and there will be drinking and event and, and run and organizing of stuff, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Less the less physical activity, the better. Um, and you can, everyone's going to have a blast doing this. And you know, we look forward to sharing the stories afterwards as well, um, so you guys can get ready for next year because we'll be uh, the plans to debut our um, plans for next year as well at the event. Um, yep. Not that I have that to worry about at the moment, um, which will be awesome. I promise. We'll come up with something fun. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. Um, I don't know what else to say. Freddie, you got anything else you want to add to it, bud? Well, it's, it's, it should be on everyone's heresy bucket list. Yes. Do a Scandus. Sort of like Adepticon, LVO, Scandus, Mournable Events. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a t-shirt in and of itself. Just do it, you know, doing a Scandus. <laughs> doing a Scandus. What have you been doing? Oh, I got caught doing a Scandus, mate. You know, no idea. <laughs> Can't, I did Scandus and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know. Well, that was Scandus two years ago. <laughs> all they true. got was a lousy t-shirt. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we live up to the memes. What can we say? We live up to them, um, which is worrying in love itself. Okay, then, well, look, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to put a bow on it. We're going to call it done. We look forward to seeing everybody who's coming to Scandus um, at the event. We look forward to telling everybody who couldn't make it this time about the event afterwards and when the next ones are going to be. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. Let the body